3: Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of self style, Miranda Morales, here with you once again. We did it. We're here. Participation trophy for just showing up. Not really. That's not how that works. Uh, but uh, excited to be recording this episode of the show with me, of course, as always, is the producer. He's the kingpin of the chairchot.com, the unstoppable one, and if you didn't know, he's a wrestling promoter, and hashtag new nickname alert, the king of shit takes, Greg DeMarco.
0: Acknowledge me.
1: I'm so happy about that one. I really really. That's
3: happy. a good one. That's a really good one. I'm I'm kind of upset that I cannot be the king of shit takes.
1: You can, you know what? If I'm the king of shit takes, I believe I have every right to bestow upon somebody to be the queen of shit takes.
3: Yeah. But I I don't think I've earned that right. So,
1: nah, you've had some takes. We've uh, argued about it. Uh,
3: Yes, yes. You know, d- depending on who you're talking to, I have plenty of shit takes. Um, but let's just... Let's <laughs> That's just, true. Yes. That is very, very uh, true. But let's just, you know, hold on I until
1: later. The best part about that is that it was literally an entire website who said that about me.
3: So, okay. So let's talk about this. How did you get this new name that was bestowed upon oh, you God. by apparently Why did they even say entire that website? Me?
1: Why did they even do that? Um... I got I to gotta find out why I sent you the – now I got to go back. You
0: did, yeah. I got to see – I don't
1: remember what the context was, why they said I was. Oh, and I sent you a was, screenshot of it too.
3: Yes, yeah. Go Jeez. ahead and oh. – So, so it. I – okay.
1: All right. I see it. I see it now. It's in the screenshot. So um, it was born out of people calling Claudio Casagnoli the former Cesaro, a game changer. And game changer, of course, is the buzzword that everybody loves to use in AEW. It's also the buzzword that everybody loves to use to make fun of AEW because they call everybody a fucking game changer.
3: Everyone that's come through has
1: I said the only wrestler, I said, name one wrestler who is a, I said, no one wrestler is a game changer for AEW in 2022. It's all about how they're booked and I further said the only game changers they've signed were Chris Jericho and John Moxley. And that has more to do with when they were signed than who their roster is loaded and they're still treading water. Is any of what I said? Not true. No, it is because Daniel Bryan Danielson isn't a game changer. What has he changed? CM Punk got popped one rating and that was it. Like they're still I would where maybe they argue own.
3: a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, I would maybe argue a little bit more for CM Punk, but that's still, but was, he hasn't you know, changed 20. anything.
1: They're still I where they were he, before him.
3: Well, I think that, to be fair, they were in a very different place when they had Moxley and Jericho. And yes. they still had, uh, you know...
1: And that's why uh, I said I that has more to do with but when than who.
3: Yeah, and I don't think it was really... They had a direct impact on the big changes. I think it was more timing. Yeah, I would say that... CM Punk was a game changer in the essence of like him coming back to wrestling. And I think bringing in a fan base that had, you know, well, either left didn't. or wasn't familiar. I, I think there's some, some level he did. I'm not saying it was a big one, but I think he moved the needle more than some of these, you know, more than any other new signing way more than, than Brian Danielson, way more than Keith Lee, way more than us uh, were way more than gosh, you know, any and really anybody, especially yeah. this year. This year, it has gotten super saturated.
1: It's a WCW, um, yeah,
3: yeah. It is, and, and so it's the NWO. there's
1: that all in different factions.
3: <laughs> well, and so, it's, it's just but,
1: the thing. Like yeah. Punk drew, popped a one point two million viewership for the Rampage episode that he debuted on. Mm-hmm. Now Dynamite has seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand viewers. And Rampage has between 300,000 and 400,000. Like a game changer truly changes the game and it doesn't change back. And to me it's because you got to use those talents. And that's the thing. Like a game changer, isn't just a person it's a person and then how they're used.
3: Yeah. I've going to nothing about uh, Claudio's arrival to AEW screams game changer. No. To me. And here's the thing, you know,
1: and I, t- I talked about this on the Greg DeMarco show. Here's the truth that no one wants to talk about that we will hear someday in the meteoric rise and inevitable fall of all elite wrestling on the WWE Network. When you look at all the reports out there about things that were changed for Forbidden Door, John Moxley was going to be in the opening six-man, would have been eight-man tag team match with Jericho and Guevara on one side and him and his protege and everybody else on the other. He was moved because of the injury to CM Punk. Daniel Bryan Danielson was going to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. And then, and then of course, he was injured, and that's why he was out. Nowhere in the original plans was a guy named Claudio Castagnoli, the former Cesaro. Three weeks ago, he was more rumored to return to WWE than he was to go to AEW. He is a, oh, my God, we need somebody signing. Probably fleeced them for more money than he should have, and he's just out there getting mm-hmm. paid. Otherwise, he probably would have gone back to WWE. He literally benefited off of Daniel Bryan Danielson's injury and good for him. He's been in the mm-hmm. business for 22 years. Great on you for getting the payday, brother. He's not even going to be on dark because he's part of a faction. He's going to wrestle occasionally and be out there with the faction occasionally, and that's going to be it. And mm-hmm. and we looked it up. He was a five-time tag champion in WWE and a one-time United States champion in WWE, had a couple, you know, had had, had the pay-per-view main event with, with Roman Reigns, had a few other main event type programs is he going to do more than that in AEW? No. No. But they won't complain about it because, and they'll cite all the other talent in AEW as a reason why it was okay. There's a ton of talent in WWE. It's just, it all boils down to if you want to like it, you will. And if you don't want to like it, you won't. And that's all there is to it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think it's nothing wrong. I think, you know, for the time being, and what he contributes to his style of wrestling and the environment that AEW is, it's a great place for him to be in this moment. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, like I, I think he, it's a great time for him to capitalize uh, on, you know, AEW is a company that really is focusing on, uh, you know, the pro wrestling aspect of pro wrestling, the wrestling aspect of interpromotional matches of, you know, being able to work with, with people that now, you know, people would consider quote unquote dream matches. You can capitalize on that, but we've seen what this life cycle looks like and they're hot, you know, the, the shiny new toy for, you know, this period of time. And then once that goes away, you know, after a month, if if it lasts that long, then somebody else is the new shiny toy, and then that person gets kind of thrown to, uh, you know, the wayside, or just you know, added into a faction, put as a tag team, uh, you know, on dark. Like I, you know, I, and I, and it goes back to what you were saying about booking that if someone is a big deal, you book them as if they are truly that big deal, and you have things revolve around them. Um, and I think it's so hard to do that when you have incredibly talented people who at the moment, you know, when you sign them is, Oh, look, who's here, but you can't continuously then put all these people on the same level. Um, and and to me, it's always interested in figuring out how long, how far out is long-term planning for them? How long do they truly plan out for? Because knowing how, you know, things are unexpected where just you know, Maybe like you had said, you know, maybe bringing on Claudio was not even part of the game plan a month ago, but then did once uh, Brian Danielson became injured. How do you book long term? You know, how do you book out, you know, six months, you know, even four months if you keep changing up your roster and finding new people and adding all these things? I mean, I just to me, I'm just so curious how long term booking works there.
1: I don't think it does. It's weird because they don't tell stories. They book. They just mm-hmm. they just line up wrestlers for matches. And I'm sure there's a long-term vision at times. But, like, everyone talked about how, you know, Hangman Page winning the World Championship was the culmination of a two-year-long storyline. I don't think so. I don't think it was at all. I think mm-hmm. it was just, you know, should have done it, waited too long, finally did it because Omega had to go on his run. Like, the Bucks are now tag champs again. They're probably going to win the other three tag titles from FTR. Like, as long as certain people are there, it's just like WWE. As long as Roman's champion, no one else is going to be. And it's, it's the same, like, like they're just going to continue to do the same stuff at the top of the company. Like, again, you had to crown interim champion. You have the hottest star right now in wrestling was, was, you know, Wardlow and you put it on John Moxley again. Mm. So, that to me is is more telling than anything else. Like you're afraid to pull the trigger because the only guy you pulled the trigger on was Hangman Page and it's been panned critically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because, you know, had he beaten CM Punk, I don't think he'd be panned anymore. I think it, it, would help, it would have solidified him and cemented him as somebody who can truly be a world champion. But they proved he's not by taking the belt off of him, in my opinion, and put it on a guy who, who is everything that CM Punk complained about when he dropped the pipe bomb literally like 11 years ago today or yesterday when we're recording this, or uh, well, two days ago when we're recording this, because uh, yesterday was the anniversary of it. Like, it, it's, yeah, it, it all comes down to booking. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you can't book them, you can't book them. Mm-hmm. It's, and again, I've talked about it before, that the talent does help with the issues they have, and that's fine and well. But at the end of the day, they are – Given the talent they have, they should be doing so much better and achieving so much more. Not even talking about ratings and all that, just just in the events they can put on. Forbidden Door was not what it should have been. So, just my opinion. Yeah. It's a, just my shit take.
3: <laughs>
1: which I'm the king of.
3: Well, now we know the origin stories here. This is how we know of how Greg became the king of shit takes. So, and there's a little impromptu conversation about it however you know the today's topic is actually we're going to shift over to money in the bank uh on today's episode we're going to be talking about the two money in the bank matches the men's and the women's that's going to be happening this saturday uh let's look at the the date what july 2nd um in las vegas so uh, very excited to talk about Money in the Bank. It is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the entire year. And looking at the participants in this year's Money in the Bank uh, names, I don't know if we expected, but I think that leads to very interesting matches and very interesting uh, group of people uh, in this in these two matches. So we're going to be going into that a little bit later on. But before we do that, of course, we have to have our little Arizona indie wrestling update in in a corner of the show. Uh, And I actually want to use this opportunity to share some information with all of you about Wrestle Drag. Yes, you may have heard us talk about Wrestle Drag last month. when we uh, shared with all of you that proceeds from the IZW Pride T-shirt, a portion of them would go to uh, Russell Drag, which is a wrestling promotion slash show uh, slash drag performance show uh, in the Phoenix area. They had their first show earlier this year, and news broke just this week that Russell Drag is coming back for Volume Two on Saturday, August sixth. So, uh, the second Wrestle Drag show is going to be happening in Phoenix. Tickets are now available at Wrestledrag.com. Your girl Miranda Morales will return as host, and a plethora of talent will uh, also be in attendance for that show. Talent announcements uh, and matches are going to be posted on Wrestle Drag social media. Uh, so, make sure you stay tuned to wrestle drag social media we already did get some talent announcements as far as uh some of the drag performers that are going to be uh returning to volume two including moxie strokes alexander alexandra armstrong and beatrice bella rouge all coming back for volume two so it's a super fun show it's an environment like nothing else and I'm so excited to be part of Russell Drag Volume 2. If you are going to be in the Phoenix area on Saturday, August 6th, make sure to get your tickets for Russell Drag Volume 2. Again, tickets are available at russeldrag.com russeldrag.com for your tickets. Russell drag i'm going to be sharing more information in the weeks to come about that of course we'll also share with you izw updates as we go along and izw cycle circus is going to be held on saturday august 27th at sun studios in tempe greg can you let our listeners know where they can find information on talent announcements tickets and all that good stuff for izw
1: of course at IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona, at IZW Wrestling AZ, all over social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, IZWWrestling.com is where you can get your link to tickets. It's in every one of our posts as well. Uh, matches have been announced, so much more for Psycho Circus coming up, still two months away, which seems kind of crazy yeah. that, you know, it, it's still that far away. But that's the summertime. That's kind of what happens. But very excited for IZW Psycho Circus. Coming up this August 27th. Going to be a historic evening as we will crown the IZW Women's World Champion in the first ever Psycho Circus match. And so much more. So be there. Get your tickets in advance. Get them now. Um, still moving. Still doing really well. Fully expect this show to sell out in advance. So be a part of it. Don't miss out because it's going to be a great night. As usual, the Sun Studios of Arizona. We can't move the walls. Uh, We only have so much room and we want you to be a part of it. So grab those tickets now while you can, and we will see you there at IZW Psycho Circus. We'll all be there. You might as well be there too.
3: Yes, August is going to be a great month for wrestling. Really excited uh, with Wrestle Drag and IZW um, happening on the bookends of August. So it's going to be a a fun, fun month. Uh, And of course, more information to come over the next few weeks. So please stay tuned to the hashtag Miranda Show for all of your indie updates around Arizona. With that though, Greg, I'm gonna need you to do something for me. What's that? I know you're the king of shit takes, uh, but I trust you enough to do this part, uh, which is to go ahead and wind it up. this it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot to pick up your very own IZW and Chair Shot t-shirts today. I already talked about it. You know it. The IZW Pride t-shirt is still available. You can start at $19.99 and, of course, customize t-shirts and order in different styles, including soft style. So go ahead and treat yourself. But just know that a plethora of T-shirts are available in support of IZW and the chairshot.com. That includes the ChairShot Worldwide T-shirt, the, uh, the Always Use Your Head, multiple Always Use Your Head T-shirts as well. Baron Corbin Sucks. Do you think if uh, Pat McAfee would wear one of these shirts? Should, I should try should.
1: to find a way to get one to him and see if he yes. would wear it or just make a bum-ass Corbin shirt. But I bet I, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look up Pat yes. McAfee' mailing address.
3: Yes, because I think he would love a Baron Corbin Suck shirt. And I think you would love a Baron Corbin Suck shirt, which you can get up for wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, T-shirts started at 19 You can customize it by doing different colors and styles, including soft style, like, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and of course the Queen of Soft style shirt that you can get at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead now, run, don't walk to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot.
1: I almost got distracted because I found the mailing address that, that quickly. You should send it. And that easily. So I'm excited. Sick of being upsold at gyms?
3: Money in the Bank, happening this Saturday, July 2nd, in Las Vegas, Nevada. One of my favorite events uh, that WWE, ha- WWE has annually. And we are going to be focusing on each of the Money in the Bank ladder matches. You got a full card out there. Uh, there's, you know, of course, the Tag Team Championships, the Undisputed Tag Team Championships are on the line, the Usos versus the Street Profits. You got Bobby Lashley versus Fury for the United States Championship. Bianca Belair versus Carmilla for the Raw Women's Championship and Ronda Rousey versus Natalia for the SmackDown Women's Championship. A very gold heavy uh, pay per view, uh, which I don't mind, especially after Hell in a Cell, which was very much the opposite. So if you love gold, this is going to be the pay per view for you. But I want to start off with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And this is for a world championship match contract, as we've seen always. And right now confirmed for this match, we have Sami Zayn, Riddle, Sheamus, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Seth Franken-Rollins, and a final competitor that has yet to be named. Greg, you have a theory about how we're going to find out who's the last person in this match.
1: Yeah, it's not overly creative, to be honest with you. It's they already did, they did the last chance battle royal on Raw when there's still another spot open. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, maybe should have called it a last chance battle royal. I don't know. I don't.
3: I don't. Yes, you know, they're just. Someone didn't know
1: how to count. It's also, well, count it's because match of that hard. match that was removed and they probably changed the order. Maybe that match was going to be on last or something. Who knows? They also had, you know, Montez Ford BJ Uso for the opportunity to name the stipulation for the tag title match. And that was never mentioned again. So I don't know. I don't know. What's I don't even,
3: right now, according to uh, all of the uh, websites, there is no match stipulation listed. Nope.
1: Just tag. team. Uh, so just, just, just a tag match. team.
3: I don't know if that's, that's something all. that they're going to, you know, announce uh, right before the match, who knows? Or Maybe on SmackDown media,
1: on Friday. Who knows? I, I have no idea. Who but, knows? Um, but we were supposed to get Kevin Owens versus either Elias, Ezekiel, or Elrod, the younger brother of Ezekiel. Um, the younger, younger brother of Elias. Probably would have been Elias based on the gear that, that Elias was in. I mean, Elias, they're, they're all three different people. But I believe it would have been Elias in, in that um yeah, I don't know who would have won. Maybe it would have been Kevin Owens. Maybe it would have been Ezekiel. But um, all reports that Owens just couldn't be there for for a situation that came up. Could be something with one of his kids, family, who knows what. Um, he sold it well, said it was in Texas, and he didn't want to go to Texas, so he didn't. Uh, makes perfect sense with with what happened at WrestleMania. I think we'll see the same thing on Friday Night SmackDown. They're mm-hmm. just going to bump it to Friday Night SmackDown, and that's how we're going to have it. That That's all I expect to see. Yeah. Um, and who it is? It could be either guy. I don't. I feel comfortable in picking a winner and, and all that, regardless of either Kevin Owens or Zeke being in the match.
3: Yeah, because I feel like again, this is just uh, you know one one additional person to fill in the gap. But I feel like we already have the winner in who's already listed here. So, was there anyone before we get to that though? Was there anyone that you were kind of surprised that was? Uh, entered into this match.
1: I think at the time, people were surprised by Sheamus, but Sheamus mm-hmm. is a legend at this point and has had a hell of a career. He's a multi-time world champion, multi-time... You could put him in any situation and he can do anything. He's been money, Mr. Money in the Bank before. Um, so that one, I think, was a little bit of a surprise, but really shouldn't be. Sami Zayn is a big surprise to a lot of people, especially because yeah. I think they would have thought Shinsuke Nakamura would have been in the match instead of Sami Zayn. But Sami Zayn, we've seen this. Like, when you do things to put people over in WWE, especially celebrities. That's how Jinder Mahal got his push. He put over Gronk in the WrestleMania 33, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, Sami Zayn made Johnny Knoxville and that whole program look like a million bucks. So, and and typically the men's ladder match does main event, the money in the bank pay-per-view, although I could see it being the women this time around. Um, He gets rewarded, and that's just what they do for everything that people complain about with WWE. Uh, Sami Zayn has been nothing short of amazing. We've talked about it on this program before, especially during the build to WrestleMania. And so him being in there while it's a surprise, it's a good surprise.
3: Yeah. I would say I was surprised with almost
0: uh,
3: in this this match, uh, just because even though he's been kind of had a pulpit in this mid card level. I just was uh, surprised that he got this opportunity and maybe this is more of an opportunity to, to prove himself having a big guy, uh, you know, in, in this match could be very interesting. Also the one with the least amount of experience, yeah. uh, you know, and so that could be where you, you know, again, in a match like this. So when you have so many people with so many, you know, great uh, experience, um, then there's ways to kind of hide that level of inexperience. But this could be the way to kind of get this big man really over that hurdle as like the next literally big guy, You're um, right, though. which it, they struggled with.
1: The experience thing is a factor, but this is the perfect match for him. There's yes, seven people yeah. in the match. He can come in, do certain spots. You're going to have MVP that are direct traffic for him. You've got you know money in the bank veterans like Sami Zayn, like Drew McIntyre, like Sheamus, like Seth freaking Rollins. Um, you've got guys who in there, in there who've won it before. Like it mm-hmm. all, it, it sets him up, and and this is what they do. This is you know with this many people, they always give someone an opportunity to shine and show up and and impress. And I think this is the opportunity for him to do that. Kane was in the first ever money in the bank ladder match. And a lot of people thought he didn't fit and he fit just fine. So to me, I think it makes perfect sense to put him in there. Um, I think it was a surprise because he beat riddle and he beat riddle clean to make Mm -hmm. his way into the match. But I assumed riddle was going to be in there. And of course he won the last chance battle Royal and, and he's, you know, obviously a star on the rise for the company, which we'll talk about. But, I'm less surprised. I'm more surprised by Sheamus than Sami Zayn than I am by Omos.
3: So let's get into you know some of our predictions on who could possibly win Money in the Bank, uh, and if there's more than one, because I have more than one. Is so you can kind of we'll start at the off end with of the maybe, day.
1: You can really only have one prediction.
3: Well, I'm just I I. You can have both pos- really. possibilities. I have possibilities, of course. I mean, it's your show. Look, also, if you want to pick yeah, exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more my more show. One. If I want to predict, you know, between two people, whatever. Uh, do you truly have only one person or do you have, like, at least, you know, uh, someone that you think, you know, or between two people? I have some coulds
1: and, and you oh, know, well. we could even go with, you know, who should win and who will win. But, yeah, I do think there's certain elements of story that make sense. Drew McIntyre is going to be the challenger at Clash of the Castle. But you don't need money in the bank for that. You just really right. don't. And so to me, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. Matt Riddle lost to Roman Reigns on SmackDown, and the, and the the stipulation was he could not challenge Roman Reigns for that belt again. Now those belts could be broken up before anything or or whatever. So Matt Riddle winning that does make uh, a ton of sense as as well, and and could even be my who will win. Um, I'm just gonna go with those things. I'm just gonna go with that format that we've always done. So my who should win, then, is none other than Seth freaking Rollins. Like, the guy is amazing. He has, he lost, we've talked about it before, he lost three straight matches to Cody Rhodes and came out better (laughs) than than when. He walked up to John Cena last night on Raw and laughed to the tune of John Cena's Cena's theme song.
3: Do you have that as a snippet yet? No, but I can get it.
1: Yes, I I'm just get it, I'm, I'm, the fact that you don't
3: have it yet surprises well, me. Well, I'm a busy
1: person, Miranda. I've got a job and I've got a life, and you know how busy I am at work right now. Like,
3: but you always have time.
1: It took soundbite. me months to finally make that Roman Reigns acknowledge me soundbite. that I played earlier, so yes, I always have time. But uh, it just did not uh, did not happen. So um, no, but.
3: You you echo exactly where I was stuck between these two. I think storyline-wise, because you wouldn't have the stipulation of, you know, you can never challenge for the undisputed championship again if you weren't right. going to find, give this person the loophole uh, in Riddle. You know, like, this is the ideal loophole. Unless... Get ready to...
1: Sorry, I'm finding things that you're asking for, but keep
3: keep talking. Uh, That uh, unless you really play the long game and you wait until the Royal Rumble, and that's how he wins. Because, again, either one of these opportunities is how you get back there. So, to me, he's, he's somehow finding a loophole to once again challenge now. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll win. But I think that's also part of the interest in the storytelling is, you know, are are there going to be ways that Riddle finds his way back to a title opportunity? Um, Because I think that his popularity has has grown immensely, where the fans are so you know truly backing him now. And when you think about you know uh, a credible contender wrestling wise, absolutely, maybe not so much personality, you know, still very fun loving and great. But when you think also about you know, face champions, like who would be a great face champion. Riddle's really at the top of that list right now, more than Drew McIntyre. I feel like Drew McIntyre, Clash of the Castle, that will be a perfect stage for him, but only in that bubble. It's only going to be a a big impact in that bubble. And then afterwards, it's just going to be, you know, just another guy. Um and so short term I feel like Drew McIntyre agrees somehow we'll get into that title picture but it's really for that short term cause long term uh, I feel like they truly are doing you know a, a story with Riddle and someone who people will fight and and cheer for as he figures his way back out to the the championship picture but Seth Rollins he could do anything with. That's kind of the beauty about Seth Rollins. Like you mentioned, he lost three in a row to Cody, but that has not hindered him not a single bit. Nope. And uh, he truly has one of the most iconic uh, money in the bank uh, cash ins of all time. And just with his ambiance, the look, everything, you know, it would be a perfect fit on top of the fact that he has a long history with Roman. And if anybody could be a, a challenger for roman right now it would be seth and he could lose and it still won't matter so right. if you're looking at you know just the storytelling of that it's a beautiful perfect setup and both men will still come out you know strong and, and dominant in some ways too you know having uh, again i don't think roman is is as purely heel. I think depending on, on who he's against, you know, that dynamic changes, but I think people would absolutely, you know, lean over to him uh, in a feud against Seth Rollins, or maybe, you know, people mean to Seth, like that would be very interesting to see that neither one are truly faced neither is truly heel. They both have those aspects about them, but people are still enthralled with their history. And that is Something that really will lend itself to it in this chapter of, of their careers.
1: For me, they transcend babyface and heel at this point and mm-hmm. just because of how good they are. And I do think that um, sometimes you're just so damn good at what you do, the fans start to like you. And that's happened yeah. to so many people um, over over so much of a time. Um, the, I I want Seth Rollins to win. It. and And I can't really fully talk about why just yet. But I will during this program. But I do think as far as somebody who carries the briefcase, Riddle would be fun, especially Mm -hmm. when Randy Orton comes back, which might not be for a while. And there's a good chance he might even cash it in before then. Um, I also believe that whoever cashes this thing in, that's how they're going to split up the championships. Uh, I do Mm -hmm. believe that whoever cashes in is not getting both titles. I think they're getting one title and and that's it and not getting the other one. So that's also an element of this too. And to me, I think Seth Rollins makes the most sense to do that because then you've got to figure survivor series is traditionally champions versus champions for the different brands mm-hmm. as well as some other things. And the story lends itself perfectly because they're non-title matches for Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns to battle again, because mm-hmm. Roman has won the last two and he could lose that one because Seth Rollins has been the only chink in the Roman Reigns armor yeah. since he's yeah. he's become this. And so having Seth be that guy and maybe even somehow pulling off a Survivor Series victory over Roman Reigns to me makes perfect sense, but he's got to be the champion in order to do that. If it were Riddle, you know that Roman's winning. And and so now your your new, you know, WWE champion on the Raw side is losing. To, to to Roman Reigns again And does that kind of negate Whatever he might accomplish by cashing in and Win the title I don't know it might
3: Well, I, I mean I think that you could Easily put Riddle in that same situation Like you said and divide up split up One of the titles the raw title and he Wins I, I still think that that Could be a possibility too oh, yeah,
1: because I do I
3: know, agree with it, you on that it, But it's,
1: it's what So that would probably have to happen before Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Survivor Series 101 match, which again, which would again be Riddle and Roman Reigns.
3: Yeah. And then Roman just wins
1: again. And so it's basically showing that in a fair fight, depending on how Riddle were to cash in, Roman would would, have won anyway. And I just don't know if that's the best thing to do with Riddle. Would he overcome and be fine? Of course he would. To me, and I know everybody would probably think it's going to be Cody. I like Riddle to win the Royal Rumble. And, and go that route. But money in the bank makes sense given the story they've told. Yeah. And I think I'm just trying to talk myself into Seth Rollins when he's probably not going to win.
3: Well, I, who knows? You know, again, I, I think going back to what I was saying with Riddle, like part of the story that's going to keep people invested is how does he find that way back to the championship picture? You know, so it could be very easily not this route and he not win money in the bank because then it does lead to more of that suspense towards the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and people and are knows- ready. They're ready for that, yeah. Riddle.
1: They are. Yeah. They're ready for yeah. Matt Riddle if, to take that next step.
3: Because if he can make it to the Royal Rumble, I think he he's earned it. He needs that spot. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be – But at the if, same if time, to that point. You, you,
1: they, they, we talked about long-term booking earlier. They, they do think about WrestleMania long-term. Have they already penciled in Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton for WrestleMania 38, 39? Have they already penciled that I mean,
3: in? yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Who, who knows? I think that that is something we thought that was going to happen, you know, even,
0: this even year, beforehand.
3: Yeah. yeah, this year. So, you know, uh it's, everything is subject to change. You know, this is also under the idea that, you know, if Cody is completely ready to go by the Royal Rumble, that right. he would win. You know, who knows if. You know he's not ready. That's going to be. I'm sure they have a one A one B kind of contingency and maybe a few uh, names in the pot. And who knows? We do. still have a whole other, you know, rest of this year. We have a whole other almost six months to go, and a lot can change there. So yeah,
1: absolutely, you know, especially with the way people are getting hurt nowadays, that's mm-hmm. a possibility. But I I said after Riddle started to really ascend with Randy Orton being hurt and his title shot with Roman and everything. I think RK bro is done or yeah. really do. Um, once Orton comes back, I think RK bro is done. Mm-hmm. And I think based on the run riddle has been on Orton needs to be the bad guy.
3: Of course. And, of course. Um,
1: and to me, that's that. So I, I think we're looking at like SummerSlam of next year, possibly when riddle becomes mm-hmm. world champion, because that Randy Orton program, I mean, that's the program that can do what they just did with Rollins and Cody. Mm-hmm. And you can do that with riddle and Orton and blow it off at hell mm-hmm. in a cell. So, um, so I just don't know. And and again, I really think I'm trying to talk myself into Seth Rollins holding the briefcase. I really do. And I'm, I own it. I own it a hundred percent.
3: That's why I said I had to, because both, both of these make sense to me. Both of these, I could see absolutely work. But if you so. had to,
1: so who, but if you had to pick one, who are you picking?
3: I don't know. I guess I'm leaning more just towards riddle. I, yeah. I would just say like, I, I think, you know, and and I'm just saying that maybe just to be different and just not pick Seth Rollins, but yeah, I just think, no, think you
0: right.
3: You know, I just think that the story would be very interesting to that. And even if Randy came back, you know, maybe that is someone that he faces for the WWE championship, mm-hmm. a very formidable, like actual person that he could face that people would be like, who is he going to, is he going to lose? You know, I, I feel like anytime you have a title reign, like you need those, really strong competitors to test people's, uh, you know, uh, reigns and who else would be, I think it's perfect to have, you know, Randy Orton be one of those people.
1: Yeah. I still think Orton's got more world title runs in him And, Mm -hmm. and maybe the injury says otherwise at this point, but he is, you know, you're talking about a guy who's been a 14 time world champion I've been I I've been the one kind of banging the table for him to break the record. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds crazy to break the Cena and Flair record, but he'd need three more runs to do it, but I uh I'd be all for it. I I'd be mm-hmm. all for Orton being able to hold that. I don't think he will. I think they're going to keep that with with Cena and Flair, but um yeah, I just I would love to see it, but who knows? But yeah, I I kind of the same like if I did the format, my should win would be Seth Rollins, my will win would be would be Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I really want to pick sure. Seth Rollins. Because I want yeah. Seth Rollins to win.
3: I was going to say, I think I'm going to, uh, I know. Mine is going to okay. be who who should is Riddle and my will would be Seth. Okay. I just feel yeah. like that. You my know, heart company, says
1: Seth, my brain says Matt. Yeah. See, my
3: heart says Matt, but my, my brain says Seth. So.
1: I hope you're right. <laughs> I really do. Yes.
3: So, Greg, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the women's money in the bank ladder match. So, Greg, go ahead and let's pay some bills.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechesshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews. Podcast galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com.
1: Do you remember that time when I put my
2: knee directly into your nose? And broke your face into a million tiny pieces? <laughs> it's good to see you, man. You look great. Incredible speech. Oh, you're the best. You're the best. And look, we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs. over.
1: It's so good. That's so Tell good. That was like, because a lot of people were kind of pushing him, especially with the visionary, like, in somewhat of like a Joker direction. And when he talked about that, when he was like, do you remember the time, like the way he draw that out, like it was way more character than human being. And mm-hmm. that to me is just best performer in the world right now. So opinion.
3: fucking good, you guys. So fucking so good.
1: good. And imagine right that on. holding the briefcase.
3: It's not a bad take. No. For someone who's the king of shit takes, that's actually not a bad take at all. It's ironic. So the women's money in the bank ladder match. We do have all the competitors announced for this match. So no TBD right now on deck for this match. We have Alexa bliss, Shotzi, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Raquel Gonzalez, Becky Lynch, and Lacey Evans. So in the same tone of what I mentioned, it asked about in the first, uh, uh discussion first part of the discussion was there anyone in this match that maybe took you by surprise or anyone that you th- you were surprised that was uh, a part of this match that has been added to this match
1: i definitely think shotty a surprise i don't think anybody mm-hmm. expected shotty to be in this match um but again, you know, they, they give people that opportunity and they're giving her the opportunity. Look, she's over. She could be a, a, a mainstream star for them if they really wanted her to be. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine, you know, movies, TV shows and stuff you could do with Shotzi Blackheart. Like you definitely could. And, and that would work. So I'm not surprised she's there. Raquel Rodriguez makes perfect sense. Again, new star, debut, qualified, put her in. Like to me, that all works. Um, the rest of the field, I mean, I'm not surprised by any of them, to be fully honest with you. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would you be like the rest of the field? To me, just just makes sense. Like, they're all, you know, stars. I mean, Lacey Evans is is more annoying than anything, but given the fanfare they've always given her, nobody should be surprised that she's in the match. They've been trying to their best to push Liv Morgan as much as they can. Asuka's mm-hmm. the Hall of Famer at this point with the career she's had. Alexa Bliss is is to show up and she's over, and Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. no. The, uh, so, Shotzi's surprising, and that's really it.
3: Yeah, I think for someone who maybe is more sporadic on television, that we don't see her as much, Shotzi is maybe a surprise, but also not because she does have more of that reckless abandonment style. That's going to lend itself very well to this match. I think she's going to have some amazing spots and this will be something that people will look back on for the Shotzi spots.
1: I agree. I I agree fully. I think this is going to be, could be the coming out party for Shotzi. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for everybody else, I agree. I think, It is interesting to see where Lacey Evans is now to where she was. She was the very first person to qualify for Money in the Bank. And I think because of literally the back and forth that they've had with her between the different shows, between, I think, her overall uh, appearance and persona, even though the delivery has been pretty straightforward, I think the reception has still been pretty... You know, and by hot and cold, I don't mean people are looking at her as good and bad. I feel people go between caring and not caring. I agree. And 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 that's hard. Like when you're selling, especially this big time match, and there's you know people in that people don't give a shit about. That's that's a little rough.
1: Especially when this is the the event, it, we're not yes. talking about back when this was part of WrestleMania and Money in the Bank's been its own thing since twenty like eleven at this point. So mm-hmm. it's it's been its own. Well, maybe a little bit. No, twenty. Yeah, twenty ten was the first time he did it on pay per view. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's it just makes perfect sense to to do that. But if you didn't have the Oscars and the Becky Lynch in the match then I think it could could potentially hurt. But you've got to have people in there. You've got to give her a chance, and you've got to see what you have. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't – long term, I don't think Lacey Evans is ever going to be what they expected her to be. I just really don't. Yeah. This, to me, is the best chance they have, and they've got to go full Kurt Angle. You don't boo an Olympic champion with her, mm-hmm. and everything they've done has been tongue-in-cheek. Otherwise, it doesn't work at all, in my opinion. Yeah. So – um, jury's out, jury's out and we'll see. But um I think this is a big point where she has to deliver to be fully honest with you. And I yes. don't think, I think like you talked about, I think they hope everyone's going to leave this being amazed by Lacey Evans and everyone's going to leave this being amazed by Shotzi Blacker.
3: So let's get into it, Greg. Who do you think if you want to do a should or will, or if you just have one person in mind, on who's going to win the women's money in the bank ladder match.
1: So I should, I, I want to be able to have a should and a will and everything. But since this thing was announced, I've been on the same person the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I've been on this same person and I've really been on the same two people for the whole time. And, and I, since this whole deal was announced and, and whatever, I have thought that Becky Lynch was going to win mm-hmm. the money in the bank contract. And, and I mean, you could argue for plenty of other people, but I just, right now, the way the championship scene is, like it, it's just, to me, it screams money in the bank contract and it screams letting someone carry the contract. And to me, mm-hmm. that's, that's Becky Lynch. And I know you've got problems with, Women holding the contract. And and I think this could be a solution.
3: And let's clarify, not that there is this match. It's just the length of time that women have held this, this uh, money in the bank contract. Because we've had, what, four money in the bank women's ladder matches. And of the four, only the very first one actually held it for an extended amount of time. And by extended amount, we mean, what, 72 hours? you know, or even 48.
1: I right, Carmella held it until the, yeah, after she, that she, WrestleMania, yeah,
3: she held it, but all the other winners have not only held it for literally. Uh, maybe Oscar was the longest at 24. Hours. And that was
1: just be, and then she was and and then she never really held it because the title was in it the whole time.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: And so that one almost doesn't count. And then you've got Nikki A.S.H. and that was it. and, mm-hmm. And 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 that was, you know, and she didn't hold the title very long after she won it. So.
3: Oh, yeah. That's going to say, yeah, I even forgot she won last year. So that doesn't help. Um, yeah. Right she cashed hers in pretty, yeah, she, she cashed hers in fairly quickly. Uh, Other than that, we've had a I, ton
1: of same-night cash-ins. Yeah, yeah. Alexa Bliss's was great. Bailey's was great. The mm-hmm. way they were done, the way they were executed was fine. In a bubble, in a tunnel, they're fine. Yeah. But when you look at the overall distinction of the women's money in the bank contract, it, it, it needs a, somebody to carry it. Yes. It really and does. I
3: can absolutely see what you mean by Becky for the same reasons. We talked about Seth, um, you know, just someone who's an amazing character who's a lightning rod uh, for attention. And for someone who, you know, can really bring, Uh, a level of seriousness to it. Uh, And one, of course, too, I mean, if you think about uh, what that would look like to have both Seth and Becky, you know, as the Mr. and Mrs. Money in the bank, um, I mean, that too would be a great visual. Uh, Literally just, you know, the annoyance, the brightness, everything um, would be, I mean, gosh, like that in and of itself is just a great visual fans would love to hate that and, and
1: that's my point and yeah. that's why those two like they haven't really played they did it a little bit when they were faces and they teamed up and they did the thing in extreme rules and of course it led the Brock Lesnar cashing in on, on Seth Rollins but um, they haven't really played the Becky and Seth together card yet mm-hmm. not in a big-time storyline and I think the time is right for that right now. Seth's not really doing a whole lot, you know, <laughs> outside of the possible riddle Riddle feud. And, and Becky isn't doing a whole lot. She's already, you know, had the issue with Bianca and, and all of that. Them, the two of them holding the briefcases together. And we've never had Mr. and Mrs. Money in the bank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's hard – you know, again, the first time this money in the bank ever existed was WrestleMania 21. So we're talking about 17 years of history for money in the bank. It's hard over 17 years to be able to do something you've never done before. And yeah. it's something they've never done before. It's,
3: it's truly a, a very small window for this, yes. Now, that also leads, though, to the also the obvious thing. You already mentioned that uh, Becky has had her feud with Bianca. So that also leads us to kind of circle back around to the other women's champion, the feud that we have been waiting for years. You know, at this point, what, three years mm-hmm. in order to see? And that's mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, the one-on-one. And this sets that up so well. Uh, Now, it does leave a kind of a curious bit where, you know, I think this is WrestleMania level match. But when you add the Royal Rumble to it, you know, then that means that that match isn't going to make it to WrestleMania, that they would do that sometime before. Unless, you know, again, if Becky loses that and then somehow again, you know, wins the Royal Rumble to get that opportunity too. I think that would also be fascinating uh, to somehow weasel her way to it and not necessarily, you know, strong wins or uh, decisive wins. It's sneaky wins to get this in order to really sell that. But I mean, this could be the way that we finally get that one-on-one matchup between Becky and Ronda.
1: And I do think you're right. You think it, it's a WrestleMania thing and, and maybe they both hold them until WrestleMania. Like, I don't think so, at least not on Seth's side of things, but it, it's just, Yeah. I mean, what a great way to get there. There's also, you know, she hasn't been able to beat Bianca. And, and so that's, you know, that's the possibility as well. She can cash in because her character has been in somewhat of a downward spiral. And so being able to play off of that with the money in the bank contract works. It also makes sense if she cashes in unsuccessfully and, and, and they've really been playing up this 85% chance thing. Um, which it's, it's almost becoming like a red herring, like somebody's going to cash in unsuccessfully. Um, I don't know. And, and to me, I think there's just a lot of potential, and Becky Lynch is the character, to pull off all of those potential items. So, yeah, I just think that. And, and again, I think the world is, just like the world is ready for Riddle, I think the world is ready for Becky and Seth to be in a storyline together as heels.
3: Now, there's... The part of my heartstrings that wishes that Raquel Rodriguez had kind of a shot in this, because I do think she would be someone great to hold the case as well Um, as this newcomer. Even though she has a very obvious size advantage against uh, a a lot of women on the roster, it's the level of experience, too, that puts her more in this novice level. Mm -hmm. Um, So having the uh, Money in the Bank uh, briefcase would kind of be an equalizer. Um, and she could, uh, you know, randomly again, uh, maybe the swerve is she cashes it in against Bianca and we get Bianca and Raquel um, on a one on one because I think that people are also kind of uh, excited for for that possibility to have these two face each other because they were not in NXT at the same time. You know, Bianca kind of made her her presence known and then left. Raquel picked up that torch. But that's something further down the line, I think, is going to be uh, a marquee match. Um, uh, And maybe the same with with Ronda. But in all honesty, I feel like, you know, it's going to be tougher with with Ronda uh, against Raquel. I think a more formidable, interesting match would be Bianca versus Raquel. And we've
1: seen Ronda and Raquel and it was good and, and it made mm-hmm. sense and it was a great way to get things started for Raquel, but it just it just I don't feel that with the briefcase. And I could be totally mm-hmm. wrong. Who knows? But to me that doesn't feel like what you do with the briefcase there. Um, but yeah, I think it would be a I think she's gonna have an amazing career. I think she's in a position to have an amazing career. And and we got we don't think long term in terms of some of these careers. It was just WrestleMania 37, where the second to last match of the night for night two was Rhea Ripley getting crowned by beating Asuka. Like mm-hmm. people forget about these things. Like, like they obviously believe in these people and Rhea Ripley is going to have a long career ahead of her and Raquel Rodriguez could as well. These are women who we could see a main event WrestleMania at some point in, in the future. So um I, I don't think that would be a bad option at all. And and I think it could make sense. There's also going to be a draft at some point in November where Raquel could move. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different things that we could you know, factors that we haven't considered that could also move Becky back over to SmackDown and set up what you were talking about with Ronda Rousey. So yeah, there's a ton of options. There really is. A ton of options.
3: But I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think all of the women in this match are going to bring something interesting. Even this kind of mini feud between Alexa and Liv um, and bringing that into this match will be interesting because I kind of thought, they were going to to be the next Tag team that you know WWE Would be looking at for the women's tag Titles if they ever bring those back or whatever The situation is there yeah,
1: I don't think we're um, ever going to see those again They yeah, might be toxic attraction And I could see that Somehow being finagled Into becoming the WWE women's tag Team championships and let It just have the one be across all three Brands which they teased at first when they first Came out um I just don't – I don't think they're going to bring them back, at least not, not before WrestleMania 39. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen, or really don't. I just don't see it in the in the current situation of the company. Maybe after the draft, who knows what. Maybe they convince the Iconics to come back. They're not signed anywhere right now. Like, there's things they could do, and none of them would surprise me, but my gut instinct, and hopefully I'm wrong, is that we're not going to see those titles anytime soon. hmm
3: yeah, May, possibly by the end of the, I mean, again, we still have a lot of year left, so it is very, you know, possible we see them sometime this year. Uh, I don't, I feel like if we don't see them by the end of this year, we're not going to see them again.
1: again once they're gone, they're gone, they're ah, gone. I don't, I, who knows? I mean, they had the Hardcore caliber, brought back 24-7 title. They bring back titles that, that have men in existence. I, again, would be happier with a Women's Intercontinental Championship showing up before a Women's Tag mm-hmm. Team Championship.
3: Interesting theory.
1: I had that when they first happen. came up with the women's tag titles. I was like, I'd actually yeah. rather see the 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 women's Intercontinental. But apparently I'm the only one. Because not everyone right. – like when I've said that, no one else has been like, that's amazing. It's just been like oh, –
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. No. No. And Sasha would have been perfect for that title too, by the way.
3: Yes. But here we are. Here with, we are. with no – with no women's intercontinental no, in and also no, 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 no women's tag tie.
1: and no Sasha Banks, you know Sasha Banks maybe ever again. Who knows? That's a no across back. the they board. They don't come back.
3: They don't come back. I'm sure she'll come back. When I don't know how that looks like. Who knows? I think the wounds are still fresh. Oh yeah, and big time on both. You know sides. whatever. Yeah, on both sides, and so they're just gonna let it be. And a few years down the road, you know, they'll circle back.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think they've frozen their deals. They ain't going nowhere. And
3: and and who knows? I I don't I don't know this this situation. I'm and just saying do, that
1: if they do go somewhere, I think there's especially Sasha. I think there's going to be a, like like when Brock left, he had a no compete that was like years long,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they, that even included UFC, which they had to like wait for him to fight in UFC years later. If she does get her release, she ain't going to AEW because they'll probably put some kind of like a two-year thing in that sucker mm-hmm. in order yeah. to agree to, to letting her out of her deal. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Whole different topic.
3: Yeah, whole different topic for a whole different Those are our picks for the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Make sure to stay tuned. Of course, Money in the Bank is happening this Saturday, July 2nd, a premium event from the WWE Trying to get used to all this vernacular. Premium uh, live
1: event. The premium, ple.
3: Yeah, premium live event. Uh, I just know next week if they fuck with the women's uh, Money in the Bank uh, briefcase, I will be here fucking rioting in in my house, in my office, by myself. Uh, right. if,
1: if that, if 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 the winner has already cashed in by the time we record this next Tuesday. I almost hope it happens just just to hear the rant. I don't want I'm, to. Happen, I,
3: but I, w- I, I will lose my shit. I will lose my shit. I will lose my shit. And Do not I, mess
1: it up this time. I've seen it before and I'd love to see it again. So selfishly. But, uh, no. yes.
3: Well, make sure to follow us on social media. Of course, you can follow Greg at Tearshot Greg. And of course, me, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda. Greg, he's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Me, myself, Miranda Morales, am not on Twitter, and that's why Greg had to screenshot me how he got the name of the of Shit. Oh, I takes. had to
1: screenshot it because I wouldn't have been shocked that they deleted it because that struck yes. me as like one of those things that someone tweeted from the company account when they were supposed to tweet it from their own account, and they didn't. It's still there. It's still in existence, from what I understand. King of the shit takes.
3: Any of the shit takes, yes. Uh, and at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Also, don't forget to check out thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, sports entertainment, and sports and entertainment.
2: Thechairshot.com.
3: Thechairshot.com.
2: Always use your head.
3: As mentioned earlier, don't forget to check out Wrestle Drag August 6th. Tickets are available now at Wrestledrag.com. And, Greg, can you let our listeners know where they can find tickets and information for Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW?
1: That is at IZW Wrestling AZ and IZWWrestling.com.
3: And, of course, last but not least, don't forget ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and Chair shot t shirts today. Thank you all so much for listening. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep us off style.
2: You don't like me? I don't care. Get some lavender in your hair. Come for the wrestling, stay for the show. Jump on that train, white lavender jones. I a magical man. You need to study my jam. All my moves are truly grand. Always throwing far from my hand. You don't need no damn Tyrone. Come to White and Jones. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.